This week on This Week at Blurred's Ball. Children. Children. Future. Future. Children, Children of the future. future. Kids. Welcome to this week in Blurns Ball. What? My mother was a saint. Get out. Told you I'd work it in. Yes, you did. <laughs> I am your co-host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, is co-host, executive producer, Jacob Morris. And much like Kevin Kiermeyer, I have a very particular set of skills, and I'm just going to cut off the person who has a clearer play on the ball in front of me. Yeah, sounds like Kevin Kiermeyer. Although, damn, the trop. I forgot just what a shit show the trop was mm-hmm. until uh, it wasn't the. Uh, oh, I wanted to say it was a Rosarena, but it was not a Rosarena who made that diving catch 20 feet behind Kiermeyer in the J series. I thought that was a Rosarena. Was it a Rosarena? <laughs> it was. And then Kiermeyer has the temerity, which is white people for chutzpah, to not only like run halfway across the outfield to call him off then make an off-balance weird jumping catch, and then still not throw the guy out at home. Definitely yeah. decent throw, but you know who would have had a better throw? Someone camped ass right out underneath it. Yeah, well, you know, Kevin Kiermeyer, a very particular set of defensive skills. Yes. Uh, also, holy crap, the Jays won a series in Tampa. That's allowed? I'm pretty sure that's against Florida state law. Like, it, Florida's a weird country, man. <laughs> There's a reason why Florida man is a thing. Yes. And why that Florida man usually is Kevin Kiermeyer. <laughs> Florida man screws up outfield play. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that wasn't even the most notable thing to happen in Florida last night. No. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did something his dad has never done. Yes. Three home runs, including a grand slam off Max Scherzer, seven RBIs, and the Jays win. Remember, you can have great individual like feats and have your team still lose, but it, that wasn't the case. No, and I, I mean when they when the Jays went down three nothing against the Nats, I was like, oh, it's Scherzer, game over. And then they load the bases, and Vladdy's at the dish, and I'm like, something could happen here. And then he took it off the scoreboard. Yeah, which, again, even at a spring training ballpark is amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it plays like a bandbox, and the Mm -hmm. wind was whipping out last night. I mean, there were six home runs, three for Vladdy. (laughs) Again, like, the gross domestic product of home runs being, like, solely squared on Vladdy's super muscular shoulders, like, fuck, I mean... Full disclosure, I was watching the Red Sox-Mets game the whole time and only found out via text message. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, I went back and watched highlights. Holy shit. Like, he's something special, which is the overstatement of, like, the understatement of the year. Yeah. And I think we're really starting to see the Vladdy that we saw in the minor leagues. The guy who hit Mm -hmm. 380 and had a ridiculous amount of home runs and just kind of, you know, dominated everybody at everything. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we didn't see that his first couple of years in the bigs where, you know, pitchers are good, Uh, but he's, he's finally caught up. And it's the natural flow of baseball, right? You come into the majors, no one has a book on you. You inevitably like downtick in your second year when people figure out, Oh, he can't hit this. He can't hit that. But then the good ones 
they'll go back up again. And, and he is certainly one of the good ones. He can hit everything. He has such dominant control of the zone, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy who hits for that kind of power and that kind of average and doesn't strike out. I mean, oh. Considering his dad was essentially playing cricket out there, I mean, yeah, like I he mean, learned from the best. He has the power profile of his dad, but the zone control of his uncle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Excellent familial analysis. And like in all things, the younger generation surpasses the older. So take that. Take that, Hall of, Flame, Hall of Famer Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, no, he's doing just fine. <laughs> he's doing just fine. I mean, he's practically the king of the Dominican Republic. Pretty much. I mean, the whole point of a republic is not to have a king, but if they did, I'd vote for him. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> and, and, and assuming we had votes, too. I'm sure, like, I'm sure I know enough people in San Pedro de Macorís I could get a vote. <laughs> yeah. Or at least you could manipulate their votes. Ooh, voter manipulation. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what a Central American country needs. A couple of people from near America messing with their votes. White people from near America messing with their votes. Yeah, let's let's just let's just let the, their processes play out. All right, CIA. <laughs> well, we don't need what do we need the air support for the, for this metaphor? <laughs> oh, we're good. A bay of pigs. Oh, man. Speaking of baseball, because that was the only segue I could think of that was clunky enough. Have we found the new bestest rivalry in the sport? I think we have. Man, every single Dodgers-Padres game or Padres-Dodgers, depending on which side of the I-5 you find yourself. Holy shit, it's fireworks at every turn. Oh my goodness, yeah. And we predicted this was going to be good. 19 games between these two teams. They're arguably the two best teams in baseball right now. Uh, Wow, just fireworks. And it doesn't hurt that Fernando Tatis Jr. uh, is better than his dad, and his dad was pretty good, and his dad owned Dodger Stadium. Mm -hmm. He... Did uh, Tatis Sr. hit two grand slams at Dodger Stadium while on the Cardinals? While on the Cardinals in the same inning. In the same inning. Fuck. And then Tatis Jr., two home runs off the Dodgers on multiple occasions. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the fact that he is a young superstar and, <laughs> and trolls Trevor Bauer on his way around the bases, the covering his eye. Oh, <laughs> So for those of you that weren't listening earlier in the uh, existence of this podcast, Trevor Bauer, uh, noted weirdo. And lizard person. Yes, and lizard person. uh, Liked to close one eye during spring training while he was pitching to, quote, make it harder for himself. So Fernando Tatis Jr., after launching a Trevor Bauer pitch to the frickin' moon, the frickin' moon. uh, Nice. Yeah, uh, rounded the bases, and it covered his eye. Which, and then a few batters later, Trevor Bauer gets Charlie Browned when a shot up the middle. Like, literally, like, you that, watch the video. Thankfully, he's okay. Like, again, we don't want people getting hurt. But he looked like Charlie Brown spinning around when the ball came back at him. Yeah, and now, for as terrible of a person as Trevor Bauer is, and he's a terrible person, I will give him credit for this. He was okay with Tatis showing him up. Yeah. Again, like. (laughs) Baseball is fun. Yeah. Baseball is supposed to be fun. Sure. Trevor Bauer then goes back and says, maybe he was stealing signs. I don't know. Like, okay. Like, like pick, pick a lane. Either be a curmudgeon or be cool about it. (laughs) And if he was stealing signs, that's okay. We've established that stealing signs is okay. As long as you don't use technology and bang on a trash can. Not in no guilty sense. Uh huh. Best team in baseball for April. Hang that pennant. Hanging that pennant. Man, I am just so happy watching Red Sox games again. Just because they're fun. Even when they lose, they're at least entertaining. Yeah, no, the Red Sox are definitely a fun team this year. 
And I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to maintain the pace that they're on. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> their underlying stats just aren't there. Um, Until they are there. Ooh, regression. See? Regression I, to the mean. I don't know what that means, but I like what I see on the TVs. No, they're definitely an entertaining team, and uh, we did not give them enough credit when uh, we started our preseason analysis. Well, again, I was in a dark place. You know, the Red Sox were not good last year, and they still don't have Mookie Betts. <laughs> then they will never have Mookie Betts again. That's true. But in my mind, it's still 2018. Oh, 2018. Betts, Benintendi. Bradley. Bradley. Killer B's outfield, which no longer exists. And shit, I mean, I, I got to start watching more Brewers games. I got to see what JBJ's up to. Yeah, uh, he's had a pretty good start to his season, too. Fuck, and, and the Brewers, like, are, like, at, at, like, a dangerous 14 and 9 right now. So, like, they're also, again, a quality ball club. Is Yelich back from injury yet, or is he still... I believe he's still nursing something. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, another team that the both of us were like, what the fuck is going on? There's no way they're going to be anything this year. Once again, they prove us wrong. The Oakland A's are on a 13 game winning streak. Jeez, Moneyball never dies. No, like they are just going to keep sticking it to all of us supposed brain people who think we know what we're saying, and then this happens. We know baseball, right? No, we don't. We do not know baseball. We know baseball. Like, like, no, money down. No, money down. <laughs> oh, man. And, and further making us look foolish, Kansas City is leading the Central. We wrote those fuckers off like two years ago. Yeah, what happened? I mean, they they remind me very much of last year's Blue Jays. Mm. Cocky, young bunch with nothing to lose, everything to prove, and uh, a smattering of halfway decent uh older guys who are an upstart young crew with nothing to lose (laughs) oh man it's just it's been fun baseball it's been enjoyable to watch and again this is probably going to get me yelled at in certain circles i'm okay with the extra inning thing uh oh i don't know if i'm okay with it but it's here to stay so i have to live with it again like by okay with it it doesn't mean i'm thrilled that doesn't mean you know like like the magic of 19 inning ball games i one day i will be able to go to an unnatural doubleheader and it will be amazing and likely the person i'm with will want to leave multiple times too bad yeah unless it's you oh my god i mean Here's the thing, though. They didn't do the one-out runner on second, which I'm in favor of. Like, have the full three outs. Yeah. Have the full three outs is good. mm -hmm. And again, runner on second, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure that's been, like, a softball staple. Like, softball, I mean, like, rec league softball for years. Yeah. No, it has. And it's what they've used in international baseball for years, too. They play baseball in other countries? (laughs) I know, right? Who knew? Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Just, you know, don't look at a roster of any major league team, and you'll assume it's only played in America. Yeah. America and American territories. Oh, boy. (laughs) Everything's in American territory now. Try and stop us. (laughs) The episode where they go to Brazil. (laughs) Oh, man. Didn't, Didn't that episode, like, get, like, like 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 banned in Brazil because they accurately depicted what favelas were. Yep. <laughs> I'm in Rio, and I'm walking on the beach. I'm in my speedo. <laughs> it's gone to a better place. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm afraid the boy has already run away. <laughs> I have more money than Malcolm in the Middle and no parents to, <laughs> to waste it. Oh, man. Oh, this. 
a great episode. Here's, but speaking of extra innings, interesting development out of the Pioneer League, which has nothing to do with Pioneer Village in Mississauga, thankfully. I know. So they've gone the NHL approach. Let's 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 just let's just say that nothing matters anymore and do a home run derby to decide the game winner. Yeah, the shootout. Yeah. Which again, for the minor leagues, yes. Make a home run derby the thing that decides your games. Why not it, do it? Yeah, it's fun, it's hilarious, and it makes more sense than a, than an NHL shootout. Yeah, why not? And it does make more sense than an NHL shootout. Huh. Man, it's been a lot of baseball news going on. Not to mention, we have some front office job openings. I mean, if only we knew someone who was getting their master's in sports management. I know. Um, if only. Yes. How do you feel about altitude? Eh, I'm not sick about it, but... Yeah. Wait, that didn't make yeah. sense. The joke worked. The, the joke worked. It doesn't make me sick. No, that doesn't. That's not a joke. The joke works. The, the joke works, and the Colorado Rockies have a GM opening. Good fucking was, luck, whoever takes that job. That, yeah, I mean, they have been torn to the studs. But it was a surprising resignation that it happened like twenty games into the season. Yeah, I mean, and after all the damage was already done, you at least you figure you got to like go down with the ship, right? Yeah, you'd think. Nope. And with an all-star game coming to Colorado because they allow people to vote. Yes. Man, I mean, is this an opportunity for someone like like Todd Helton to come back to the franchise, a la Joe Sackick and turn that well, Colorado there, this team? This is a long tradition of, profession, of, of baseball stars becoming good GMs, like there is in hockey. Baseball yeah. is far more you have to have been a scout. You have to have been a player development guy. You have to have been something. Did you ever see Trouble with the Curve? Unfortunately. I like Amy Adams, but Justin Timberlake was too Timberlakey, and Clint Eastwood wasn't Clint Eastwoody enough. Yeah. If any of that makes sense. He wasn't gruff old man Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he was squinting, but because he had, you know, eye issues, squinting. Yes. As opposed to the, uh, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? My eyes were just fully closed for that. Yes, they were. And now I want to go back and watch the, watch the Dollars trilogy. That shit was amazing. That was great. Dollars Trilogy, the original Dirty Harry. He was in some great movies. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Uh, uh, the Outlaw the outlaw Josie Wales, classic. Oh, man, yeah. He, in the 70s, he was in some great stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had completely forgotten that Ennio Morricone had died last year until I saw the In Memoriams section of whatever the fuck was on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, you calling that the Oscars? It's... I, I think I think Oscar with a K. Uh, Oscars. Yeah, the Oscars. <laughs> get me get me Steven Spielberg or his non-union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> Listen up, Senor Soderberg. Senor Spielbergo. No, Steven Soderberg is now discount Steven Spielberg. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'd rather have Spielbergo, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> Senor Barnes has said Diablo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, like you were in Los Angeles fairly recently. Uh, sure. No, that was someone else named Jacob. My apologies. Yeah, I was in Los Angeles six years ago. Okay, fair, fair enough. If you've ever been to Union Station, it looks cool on the outside. On the inside, it looks like a regular commuter train station. But they fancied it up and created apparently a terrible mess for commuters. I believe that. And as anyone who's been to Los Angeles knows, getting around isn't easy. 
No. Well, you take the I-1 to the I-304. Are we about to do a Californian sketch? We, we were doing a Californian sketch. What are you doing here? You got to take the 405 to Sepulveda, and then you, you turn off on Ocean, and you get back on, on the 5. Whoa. All right. Totally that's awesome. They, that's that they never had Keanu Reeves on the Californian sketch. Yeah, that would have been just too much. Or, or Sean Penn. <laughs> like, just go, yeah. just go full Spicoli with it. You get on the 405, you transfer to the 403. Do those even connect? I don't know. I think they were just making up numbers at a certain point. At a certain point. They might as well just have said 8675309. I think they did at one point. Um, <laughs> point being... Yeah, that that was a waste of time, and uh, considering should... that, and, and considering that, um, I think everybody saw maybe three of those movies. Again, the movie I saw was great. Trial of Chicago Seven. It was Sorkin-y as fuck, and I yeah. loved it. It's Trial of Chicago Seven. Soul. Oh, Borat. 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 Subsequent movie film. Yes. Oh man, poor poor Regina King had to read out the whole fucking title. <laughs> Oh, oh man, which King. we now have to pull up for posterity. Also, Regina King kicks fucking ass. Yeah, go watch One Night in Miami. Yeah. Also, this was proof that the producers should look at the winners before the show. Did Moonlight teach us nothing? Apparently not. And like, was I was Anthony Hopkins good in fatherhood? I don't know. Probably. Again, he's Anthony Hopkins. He's great in everything. But. I'm pretty sure they thought they were giving that last award to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I mean, they rearranged the order. Also, if you're going to do a full rearrange, maybe don't hinge it on Joaquin Phoenix, who is amazing, but he's amazing at being weird. And when his intro speech was like, I don't know what it means to be a best actor, but these guys are awesome. He went off script. He clearly went off script. His whole life is off script, which, again, is why we love him, which is why he's like a weird counterculture weirdo who's awesome. But maybe you do the thing where you have like the actor announced best actress and the actress announced best actor because Renee Zellweger will never go off script. No, she won't. I mean, yeah, and they used to do that, too. They did, and it was nice. It was like, oh, look, it's liberal Hollywood doing their liberal Hollywood thing. We yeah. love it. We love they it. eat it up. Yeah. Also, Borat. Borat's subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Oh, Borat's subsequent movie film. <laughs> oh man and the borat kini with a mask it's just terrible yeah it is oh yeah so go watch 42 go watch get on up go watch black panther go watch ma rainey's black bottom i mean and remember how one of the greatest actors of all time never won an oscar james earl jones him too Oh, there's been tons of great actors who've never won Oscars, right? Yeah. Christopher Walken. Well, I mean, he couldn't because the speech would have been 40 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, it would have taken a while. I mean, but then again, Sylvester Stallone has multiple Oscars. One of which is for writing. Yeah. I mean, he wrote Rocky. Rocky is phenomenal. Yeah, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Like, again, but when it's coming in the same year as Taxi Driver, which again, me? violent, disturbing, changes cinema. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a great movie. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? You know that De Niro completely improvised that? I believe it. <laughs> the stage directions were he talks to himself in the mirror. And Scorsese, being the genius he is, do your thing. Yep. Again, like, that's... 
Didn't this used to be a baseball podcast? This did used to be a baseball podcast. Shohei Otani. I can't wait for that movie to come out. Oh, man. That'll be fun. Shohei Otani played in the field this week. Yes, because it's not enough to do what only Babe Ruth has done in the past hundred years and lead the league in home runs while you're pitching. Yeah. He's going to go play outfield or first base or who the fuck knows. He's going to do it all. He wants to be the very best. I am going to gloss right over that. (laughs) No. Say the next line. No, I I refuse. I will not be sued by the Pokemon Corporation. Uh, Fine. Be a square. You teach me and I teach you. I see what you did there. (laughs) Sir, I'm the legal representative of the Pokemon Corporation. You must cease and desist. (laughs) And yet the Angels are still a 500 team. I mean, it just goes to show you there's only so much you can do, even with Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and, you know. Anthony Rendon, Joe Madden, um, a halfway decent pitching rotation, enough depth guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think the angels are just cursed. They, yeah. they don't have they don't have they, angels. They they don't have Doc Brown in the outfield with that super depressing movie about the Pittsburgh Pirates and and the Catholic Church. Why were the Pittsburgh Pirates getting the help of angels? Because of Catholicism. Sure. Yeah. Sure, they also don't not? have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They didn't have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They didn't have Danny Glover. They they were missing a lot of key components in that 1955 movie. They did. And that's why they didn't win in our bracket. It's been a year since the bracket. It has been. I mean, I feel like we need to do a bracket retrospecticus. Okay. Is is that a word? One shining moment. Let's see if I even still have it saved on my hard drive somewhere. Bracket. No, not bro. Bracket. Man, remember the backup bracket? Oh, the backup bracket was was amazing. Like I, I, I still am holding out hope for the backup bracket when the Olympics inevitably inevitably get shut down. Yes. Oh man, I can't believe they're still pushing ahead with that. I again, like of all the mismanaged things in the history of things being mismanaged, I'm sure there are worse things. But I mean, this is Chernobyl. Yes. And again, this is one of those, yeah, production on that TV series was apparently a fuck show. <laughs> yes, that's what I was talking about. But no, the Olympics are like that scene in Austin Powers. No! Just no! move out of the way! Just move, you're still far away! No! No! Needed that extra no in there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking at the bracket now. I still have it pulled up there. I mean, I I still agree with just about every single one of the first round wins, at least. Well, I mean, you're still bitter about Fever Pitch. Yeah, but then again, as a child, I got to see the Red Sox win a World Series. So I'm kind of okay with it, all things considered. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean... Again, like one of the more the, the closer ones, Mr. Baseball versus Mr. 3000, like the Mr. Battle. The Battle like, of the Misters, yeah. I mean, of course, Homer at the Bat beats eight men out. <laughs> Homer at the Bat had a decent run. It did. Like, it, it went close with Pride of the Yankees, except for the whole we only remember the Gary Cooper speech and not actual Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Hey, Homer at the bat was like that mid-major that gets to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I mean, a league of their own beating the Sandlot, that could have been a finals matchup. Yeah, that absolutely could have been a finals matchup. And it was just because of how we had the bracket set that they met up so early. I mean, same with eventually, oh, when Sugar beat Moneyball, I was very okay with that. That was an upset. But again, yeah. very okay with that. It was the darks. And that, those were both about the dark side of baseball. Mm-hmm. And again, like, like speaking of the dark side of baseball, we had Bad News Bears and Bang the Drum slowly in the second round. Oh, man. I mean, different dark sides of baseball, but yes. yes. I mean, again, hitting a child, that's pretty fucking dark. I'll drink to that. 
Oh, I love that movie. Shit, that movie could have won the whole damn thing. That movie almost won the whole damn thing. And a Costner movie not reaching the, the finals. Um, getting a medal. Yeah. That is pretty, pretty impressive or depressive, depending on how you look at it. I mean, it just shows what he had in volume, he didn't necessarily have in quality. Which, again, Bull Durham is one of the great sports movies of all time. Field of Dreams is one of the great watch-on-cable-start-crying-into-your-Cheerios type movies. Yeah, no, they definitely are. But like, there are we, we had that convincing argument that there are better movies. Yeah, and again, 61 had a great run. It could have beaten Bull Durham in the quarters. The, the Elite Eight, I should say. Uh, the, oh, man. We just, are, we al- are we allowed to say Elite Eight, or is the NCAA going to sue us? What are the, well, we're not getting paid, so what are they going to do? What are you going to do? Take away my house? Oh, fuck. Shit. I forgot the NCAA works with the SEC. Bastards. Yeah, how do both the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Southeastern Conference allow to have the same acronym? I don't think anybody is getting them confused. Really? Because I'm pretty sure I owe money to both. You might, want to have an, you might want to have an accountant look into that. That's the problem. <laughs> I am the accountant. I was waiting for Calculon music to play underneath. Oh, we'll get that in post. We have post-production? No. Jeremy, get that in post. Who's Jeremy? Shh. You don't need to know these things. Please tell me that's a deep cut Pearl Jam reference. It is. Awesome. Man, the San Francisco Giants have been doing well as well without no one noticing. I know. Without no one noticing? You're good at Englishing. Home or no function, beer well without. Me fell English? That's impossible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's just because of Mike Yastrzemski, but I'm pretty sure it's it because just of Mike, of Mike Yastrzemski. Mike Yastrzemski. Mike Mike Yastrzemski. Oh, man. Hey, if Carl Yastrzemski could carry the Red Sox in 67, why not Mike carry the Giants? Yeah. And, I mean, the West, the NL West is just nuts. I mean, Madison Bumgarner threw a uh, no-hitter. Fuck, that's right. We got to talk about this. Is it a no-hitter if you only play seven innings? I mean, I'm of the opinion if the game is scheduled for seven innings, then it is a no-hitter. Yeah, because that is the game length. Yeah. It's not his fault that he decided to throw a no-hitter when they were only playing seven innings. Yep. It's it's not as if he threw seven innings and then the game got rained out. Yeah, that would not be a no-hitter. That would be a... Depressive uh, feat. Yes, that would be like, holy fuck, no one could ever do that on this podcast. Yeah. Now, if the game is scheduled for seven innings, I think that's a no-hitter. Yeah, again, if he threw a perfect game, oh boy, (laughs) then we're into some issues. Yeah, because a perfect game's definition is 27 up, 27 down. Yes, whereas a no-hitter, you can walk 12 guys and and throw Oh, you mean the A.J. Burnett (laughs) no-hitter? Yeah, is is this podcast exclusively dunking on A.J. Burnett? Because I'm kind of okay with that, because he's so dunkable. He is so dunkable. (laughs) Oh, man. Lousy turncoat. Shake harder, boy! (laughs) Did you come to say hi, Andy? Did you come to say hi, Andy? Andy came to say hi. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Just don't, just don't bite us in the jugular, please and thank you. He says fine. For now. For now. But only, only for, for now. now. For now. Only for now. George Bush <laughs> is only for now. <laughs> Oh, mid two thousands, so you know, topical. You know that they changed that reference based on where they were showing it. What did they do? Like Boris Johnson for now. <laughs> um, when I saw it in Toronto in like two thousand and eleven, it was Doug Ford is only for now. <laughs> oh, oh no, it was Rob Ford. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Can we get political for a second? Let's get political. Welcome to our new segment. Let's get political. It's an extension of fucking vote. Remember that segment? Oh, that was a great segment. And again, in 2022, there's going to be an Ontario provincial election. We hope that it is safe enough to vote again in Canada. So when that time comes, fucking vote. But for now, in the parodied words of Olivia Newton-John, let's get political. Political. I want to get political. Political. Thank you. You're welcome. You know she's Australian? I did know she's Australian. From, you know, Greece. Did they incorporate that into Greece? I believe they incorporated that into Greece. It's like, Sandy was in Australia, but then the next scene, her accent is gone. Because that was the first step of the overarching lesson of that movie, kids. If you want to win the guy, change everything about yourself. Yeah, it really does not have a good lesson. No, like, go watch American Graffiti if you want a lesson about the 50s. Like, goddamn. But it's got such good music. So does American Graffiti. But it's not a musical. I mean, American Graffiti has great music, but... It does. And it has Harrison Ford, who was a carpenter. And Ron Howard. (laughs) Ron Howard. And George Lucas before he started messing with shit. Man, I can't wait till George Lucas goes back and gives us the director's cut of American Graffiti. Oh, man. What, were Buddy Holly shoots first? Yeah. Hey, guys, look at me. It's Buddy Holly. Ah! Pew, pew. (laughs) Oh, man. And look over there. It's Elvis. Whoa, Richie Valens. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, Elvis. Look at Kurt Russell play Elvis. He's a great Elvis impersonator. Yeah. Wasn't he in, didn't he play an Elvis impersonator in a movie? He did play an Elvis impersonator in a movie. And he was the voice of Elvis in Forrest Gump. You see, now that I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Not the body of Elvis, because he does not look like Elvis. No. he he... He did not look like 50s Elvis. No, I mean, like... If you remove the eye patch, maybe Snake Plissken could pass as like a hunky Elvis. Yeah. A hunk, a hunk of burning love. <laughs> Speaking of the Russell family, we'll get back to, to Doug Ford in a second because, I mean. Oh, hold on. We, we started Let's Get Political. Political. And then we completely veered off. Yeah, because I want to talk about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Because holy fuck. Yeah. Hey, spoilers. But Yes. Oh, come on. It's over a week old at this point. No, it's not. It's only Wednesday, but yes. Oh, oh no. The Vatican spoiler police. (laughs) Oh, no, and it's Captain America. (laughs) Yeah. We need more Zemo. That's that's all I'll say. But Zemo orchestrating the super soldiers getting blown up from his cell with his old butler doing it. Ah, uh, good old Woodhouse. <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't even think he had a name. I just called him Woodhouse. Sir, I have fetched a rug. Plus, I need a new rug. <laughs> I shall fetch a rug. <laughs> Podcast episode title? I thought it was My Mother Was a Saint, but yes. <laughs> I shall fetch a rug. But yes. So, what the fuck? Ah, feelings. Ah, I mean, they didn't do the greatest job characterizing the Flag Smashers. Oh, I was talking about Ontario, but yeah. (laughs) But yes, Ontario, yes, Ontario is in trouble. But yes, let's do all of our, let's let's just talk about Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but really be talking about Ontario. I like that someone is standing up to the people in charge on Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yes, uh, I don't like that the bad guys... Uh, essentially still have power on Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I like that we now have someone to rally around who is a direct counterpoint to people in charge who are mismanaging things on Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I'm confused as to your metaphor. Oh, um, I'm talking about Vax Hunters Canada being... Ah, yes. No, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, they're pretty fucking great. Um, Let's see. I want more Eastern Europeans dancing on Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I do also want more Eastern Europeans dancing on Captain America and the Winter Soldier. 
I mean, I'm not saying that Dr. Peter Uni should start busting moves, but I am absolutely saying Dr. Peter Uni should bust moves like uh, Baron Von Zemo. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, look, if anybody should bust moves. Yeah. Look, if nothing else, it could make the uh, press conferences more interesting. Yes. And again, like, that's, are we at the point where we need entertaining things during super depressing, factual, and possibly totalitarian news conferences? Maybe. On Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Maybe. <laughs> but I am glad that Bucky finally made amends in the province of Ontario. Shit! Got it backwards! <laughs> yeah. And he's okay with his arm now. He doesn't have it all covered up. Yeah, I mean, show that arm off. <laughs> his cool-ass vibranium arm. Yeah. Oh, man, the new Captain America suit. I didn't realize that's what it was in the comics. Yeah, that is, like, completely comics accurate. Hold on a sec. I have to. No problem. And we're back. This unauthorized time skip brought to you by the Great Kazoo. Oh, nice job there, Dum Dum. <laughs> man, we're really deep into it now. We really are deep into it. So we might as well dig deeper with our Simpsorama episodes of the week. All right, I've got one in mind. Do you? Oh, I have several in mind. Okay, then you go nuts. I have decided to break the cardinal rule of this week in Blarn's Ball. No. Yes. No. Yes. You're doing it? I'm doing it. Wait, which cardinal rule are you talking about? Which cardinal rule are you talking about? I mean, we have several cardinal rules, and by cardinal, of course, we refer to the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> yes, of course. You've picked a Leela of her own. What? That's the cardinal rule? That's one of them. Well, one of them is Jurassic Bark is never to be spoken of on Jurassic this podcast. Bar Jurassic Bark is never to be spoken of on this podcast. It's the movies sad. are never to be spoken of on this podcast. <laughs> We've spoken of the movies. Okay, good. Then I'm picking The Beast with a Billion Backs because I legitimately got sad watching it the other day. Oh, lur. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Bender. Robots don't go to heaven. Boom. Done. Like, like it's like so sad because the true relationship is Fry and Bender. I know. Although good for them for using the gender-inclusive terms schlim and schlur for Evo. I mean, yeah, I know. Good old Evo. Good old Evo. I mean, David Cross does make everything better. He really does. She'll also be known by the name. He goes by the pronouns schlim and schlur. Oh, great. I was sweating the nomenclature. Yeah. Oh, man. And again, Brittany Murphy. R.I.P. like was was great as Colleen in, in, in that. Yeah, no, it was a good movie. It yeah. was it was perhaps the best of the movies. Uh, <laughs> although Bender's game was pretty decent. Bender's game was a lot of fun. Anyone <laughs> want to play Dungeons and Dragons for the next quadrillion years? <laughs> Wasn't that from uh, a different episode? Yeah, the Vice Presidential Action Rangers. Ah, uh, yes. But they throw it in as an end credits tag as well. Ah, uh, Gary Gygax. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead Wait, now too. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gary Gygax is dead. Oh man. Let's look this up. Finally, I get to save the earth with deadly lasers as opposed to deadly slideshows. Yeah, Gary Gygax died in 2008. Ooh. Well, that's awkward. Yeah. So yeah, the beast of the billion backs. Better than it had any right to be. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have chosen a Simpsons episode. It is perhaps the greatest Simpsons episode of all time. We've said that about every Simpsons episode. Oh, no. But this one is Homer's Enemy. Oh. You might have a case here. Yeah. It's, Frank it's the most meta. Grimey Grimes. It is the most meta Simpsons episode where somebody finally sees through Homer's veil. Your son owns a factory? Is that lobster I'm smelling? Do you want to see my gold record? Do you want to see my Grammy? <laughs> you went to space. Oh, grimy. I'm going to touch these in, uh, uninsulated wires, but I'll be okay because I'm Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it's too cold and heartless. But, but my model power plant is powering this room. Get out of here. 
wait a minute, you're, you're cheering him? It's a contest for children. Yeah, and he kicked their ass. Way to go, Homer. <laughs> oh, man. Grimy. Oh, grimy. <laughs> grimy is definitely the best one episode character of all time. Uh, but 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 Scorpio, man, grimy against Scorpio in a in a uh, bracket. Ooh, we would be here for a while dissecting every single line of dialogue on both of those episodes. I know. Mike, yeah. I didn't even give you my coat. <laughs> Scorpio was also the precursor to all of the evil bosses that actually exist. You know, open concept offices. How did we not know he was a supervillain? Yeah, I mean, sport coat and jeans, throwing your shoes. You ever say, see a man say goodbye to a pair of shoes? Yeah. Yeah, once. once. <laughs> oh, man, dude, Homer's enemy, like, came out of nowhere and introduced the concept of meta to a mass audience. Yeah, and oh, man, the, the very idea of how Frank Grimes even came into the Simpsons world, where uh, Mr. Burns sees him on a uh, Smart Line episode. Yes, smart line. <laughs> I want that man to be my vice president. Smithers, Smithers, I just saw a video about a dog that pulled a baby off of the railroad tracks and then put the person who put the baby in front of the train in front of the train. I want you to find that dog and make him my vice president. <laughs> uh, very good, sir. What should I do with Frank Grimes? Who's Frank Grimes? The man who you wanted to be your vice president? I don't know. Oh, Sector 7G. <laughs> Threw a murderer in front of the train. Good dog. And then the dog is actually walking around later with a uh, blanket that says "Vice President" on it. And then when Mr. Burns is like yelling at Frank Grimes for like for like a Homer catastrophe, the dog starts barking. Yeah. Don't interrupt my Vice President. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I. You. You've sold me. Homer's enemy is in contention. And again season eight finale so we're reaching like the like apex of the simpsons like like for some people it's the peak some people it's near the summit but we're at a critical moment in simpsons history when frank grimes enters the picture yeah and then like eight seasons later it turns out they gave him a son who also wants to kill homer yes and again with a lot of prostitutes <laughs> uh grimy <laughs> works on every level and you know frank grimes i think he was not a, vo a guest voice uh i believe you are correct oh grimy <laughs> frank grimy grimes uh <laughs> change the channel marge <laughs> as they're lowering the hank azaria Hank Azaria was Grimes. Oh, man. But based I mean, on Bill Macy. That's right. We get to call William H. Macy Bill Macy since we're best friends. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I sleep Hank above Azaria's a bowling awesome. alley that's below another bowling alley. <laughs> I kind of want to live in that bowling alley. Like, you have bowling, you have some, some nights you just want to go to the good bowling alley. And some nights you're just not in the mood to get dressed up. You'll just go to the other bowling alley. Yeah. Oh, man. Smart, I, I four lobsters is enough. <laughs> I got to go back and rewatch that episode, especially to catch all of the... Wait, you went to outer space. Do I see my Grammy? <laughs> oh, and the B-plot of Millhouse working in Bart's factory. Yeah. So this One is dollar. my life. Still more successful than my dad. Yeah. Well, I think that's tonight today's episode title. Still more successful than my dad. <laughs> yeah. Vladdy, Nando, Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Millhouse, you were supposed to be watching the factory. I did. I watched as all the rats ran out of it. And then I watched it fall down. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put my name into the game. Thrill ho. <laughs> oh, man. And if you enjoy all of those obscure Simpsons references and above the board Simpsons references, be sure to give us a five star review on the podcatcher of your choice. Yes. It helps us, it helps other people find us, and it helps us feel good about what we're doing. 
Uh, we're available on pretty much all of the major podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, anywhere that you get podcasts put into your ears. And if you want things put into your eyes, go get a modified Ludovico. And once you're done with that, go watch us on YouTube. Yes, you can catch us doing crazy things like this. Or dancing like Baron Zemo. Or you can even catch Ben doing the Ted Lasso. Oh, yes. Oh. This is not make for good audio. I'm Ted Lasso. Man, we just set up a lot of visual jokes for no reason. We did, and we didn't even tell them the name of our YouTube channel. It's This Week in Learns Ball. Yes, it's This Week in Learns Ball. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at TWI Blurns Ball. On Instagram, we're at TWI Blurns Ball. On Facebook, we're This Week in Learns Ball. You can also follow Ben and myself. Ben is at Benjamin K. Bloom. I'm at JMS Morris. And if you really like the show and you want to follow our puppy mascot, you can follow at Ampersand the Puppy on Instagram. He posts far more than either of us on Instagram, and he's far cuter. Because he is dog, and he does dog things. His name is Dog. He does dog things. I don't have another line. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's all you really need. If, if you're not convinced after he does dog things, there's something wrong with you, or you're a cat, or both. If there are any cats listening to this podcast, thank you. Yeah, we shouldn't alienate our audience, even if they are cats. Uh... And the Earth is ruled by Tom Dutty Apes! Add to that for a second. <laughs> that got me way better than it should have. I know, because it, it, it's just, it, it holds up. Oh no, the human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape. He can talk, he can talk, he can talk, he can talk. I can, I can sing! <laughs> well, how are we harmonizing off key? I don't know. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Now we're going to get sued by the Phil Hartman estate. Yes. I represent the Phil Hartman estate and the Simpsons, and you are being sued. Oh, man. Do you think when the Simpsons sue somebody, it comes on Simpsons stationery? I'm pretty sure they have the blue-haired lawyer deliver it. Ah, Yes. Oh, man. And with that wistful recollection of a subpoena, that brings us to the conclusion of This Week in Blurns Ball. Yes. So for all of us here at This Week in Blurns Ball, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. Coming up next week on This Week at Learns Ball. You know, I think we really hit our mark with this one. We talked about enough baseball. We actually did mention Futurama. I wonder what it would be like if I robbed the Quickie Mart. Ooh, I think this next episode needs more dog. Definitely more dog. I'll do it. I'll rob the Quickie Mart. Don't!